Okay, say what you just said. What the so challenge is. Your, your voice is really well made for podcasting, I believe. And so I believe that if I were to just grab the audio from this video, this video call, this session that we're having right now, and upload it on Spotify just as it is, it would be great. Yeah. However, I keep telling you I'm going to do that, and I never, I end up never doing it. Yes. So yeah. let me, let, let's explain what's happening here. Let me ask you this question. All right. In your mind, what prevents you from doing it? Procrastination more than anything. Okay. So understand what procrastination means. Procrastination, procrastination procrastination crash i could even use that because look procrastinate procrastination means there's something about the task that you don't like there's something you like about it but there's something about it you don't like so what is it about that task that you don't like the first thing that i don't like is that I am going to have to find extra time, not extra time, but allocate time of my day towards this particular task. Yes. The second thing is I don't necessarily know how to upload the content itself yes. to Spotify. Yes. And the third thing I would say is that I'm in a job that I'm pretty much always on call. Yes. So, I mean, even right now, you saw me, I got interrupted during the session. Yeah. Um, and so I, it, it, it seems like I'm always working, yes. even when I'm not. Because yes. I see my schedule, and I have a lot of blank spaces. Yeah. And I can use those blank spaces, but I, I feel like I'm on duty at that moment, and I yes. feel like I'm working yes. at that moment. So those are the three things that yeah. I think are going on. Yes. So um, the things that you said, they're actually based on psychological limitations. You are actually limiting yourself because what I heard you say is, you know, it, it would have to, I would have to set aside some time to do this. Then you also said, now I have the time. But during that time, I feel like I'm working even when I'm not because I'm on call. Let me tell you what you did. What you have done is you've taken this whole on-call thing. In fact, let me ask you, when you're on call, what does that mean? What they've explained to us is that when I'm on call, it means that if a resident needs me or if a dean text me and says, I need you right here, right now. I need to be there right there yes. at that moment in less than 10 minutes. Yes. Right. So what does that mean for you? Mm. In what sense? Well, you, you told me what they said it means, but what does that mean for you? I need to be ready to drop everything and sprint to wherever I'm needed. Okay. So I heard you say that you need, listen to the language. I need to be ready to drop everything and sprint. What if you change the word need 
to something that's more subconscious friendly. Because remember, when you say need, need presupposes lack. And the subconscious thinks, you know, when you say, oh, I need, because it interprets the word need as something without which I can't survive. So you find yourself feeling, oh, oh, you know, you're, you're kind of on edge. That's the message that I'm getting for you. You kind of feel like you're on edge almost all the time because you never know when they're going to call. You know, oh, what if they call me and I'm doing this and then I have to drop it? So it's like you put yourself on edge. What if you change that word? I need to drop everything and, and, and get on sprint, you know, or make a sprint. What, what could you change the word need to so that it feels better for you, so that you feel more in control of your time? I need help on this one because I'm not 100%. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I say, I'm thinking I should, but should in my mind also means that there's a possibility in which I don't do it That's and right. everything's going to be fine. But in this job, I it, it's, it's a requirement. It's not a should thing. It's a you got to be there kind of thing. Okay, so again, when you say should, that means you shouldn't on yourself. Should comes from outside of you. That's not your expectation. That's somebody else's expectation. You see, now you, it's important for you to be able to balance expectations. Other people's expectations of you and what you do and your own expectations of yourself and what you do. And unless you can balance that, you're on edge. You feel anxious. You feel overwhelmed because look, if you're in the bathroom and you sitting on the john, right? If you sitting on the toilet and, and somebody calls and says, come now, I'm sure you're not going to jump up from that toilet midway through whatever it is you're doing on the toilet to get there. It's going to take you a little while to pull things together, you know, or if you're in your bed and you have your pajamas on or whatever you sleep in and they call you. I'm sure you're not going to run out there bucket naked in the nudity. <laughs> I had a student who used to say that, bucket naked in the nudity. <laughs> you're not going to just stand up, you know, and run out there like that. It's going to take you a certain amount of time to prepare yourself to meet the challenge at hand. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah. What if you allow yourself a certain amount of time to get ready? See, you haven't done that mentally. What if you allow yourself a certain amount of time to prepare so that you can meet that challenge more efficiently and more successfully and calmly? Well, one thing that they also let us know, which is great from them, is that you have a 15-minute grace period. Yes. They tell us, hey, if I tell you to be in my office, I expect you to be there in less than 15 minutes. So technically, I do have 15 minutes yeah. to get there, right? Yeah. But I always thought of it as not be there. Like, don't, the 15 minutes is, you're making a bad impression, 15 minutes. Oh. Is, you know, seriously. Now, now, see what you did? You interpreted that 15 minutes grace as being something bad for you. 
Yeah. What would happen if you allowed yourself to interpret it as being something relieving for you? Okay. I understand. And I love that, the message. Now, the, the three things that I told you that yeah. worried me, yeah. they're pretty much gone now. Because yeah. that means that I have a good grace period. I didn't stress about that. Now, I'm stressing about other things now, right? So we don't have those three items anymore on the list. But I do have that one item that's telling me, um, well, okay. So that means that every blank space that you have, you can actually fill up with work, right? And not necessarily, I know. It means that I have, let's say, 16 hours in a day. Let's say I sleep for eight. Then I have my certain things that I need to be there for, like yeah. my classes, like certain meetings, stuff like that. I need to be there. So those spaces are occupied. Yeah. Now I have even more blank spaces to fill around and play around with, right? That means, okay, so I'm just going to allocate one hour a day to my things, right? Like my homework, my work, stuff like that. And then that means I have like another set of, of even smaller blank spaces that I can fill out with lunch and personal responsibilities and errands and stuff like that. And now my worry is because I am a person that values a lot of social interaction is that I have this tiny space. Yes. Where I can interact with people. Yes. And this is, I mean, I am 100% sure this is not a, 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 an issue exclusive to me and that people make it work. Now, I'm not 100% sure on how I can make that little space yes. work. Right? Yes. I am glad you brought that up because what you're talking about now, you're talking about a conflict in values. You see, you are someone who values interaction. You're also someone who values being reliable, you know, who do what you say, who, who does what you say you're going to do, right? You're also someone who values success. So now you're having a conflict with values and you find yourself feeling overwhelmed. Well, you know, listen, the antidote to overwhelm is make a list of your tasks, prioritize the list. That's the first thing. Once you do that, the overwhelm goes away. Number two, what I heard you say is, I have 16 hours during the day. So one hour's for this, one hour's for this, one hour's for that, and so on. What I hear you assuming, the assumption that I hear under that is that you're assuming you have to do all of those tasks in one day. You got to do homework every day. You got to do this every day. You got to do that. What if you allocated certain days for homework, certain days for this, certain days for that? Listen, when I did that, see, I used to think like you, you what I heard you say, okay, I got to do music every day. You know, I got to do these videos every day. I got to teach every day. I got it. Then I am someone who values interaction too. So interaction went like this. I was miserable. I was freaking miserable. So what I started to do is allocate, okay, on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, 
those are homework days. On Tuesdays, that's music. On Thursdays, that's this. Once I started allocating certain days for certain things, and there's a whole day when I ain't doing nothing. I'm like, uh, no, I'm doing only what I want to do. I actually started doing more. I started feeling more productive. You know, I started getting things done in a way that felt good. You can do that. Other people have done it. You can do it. In fact, the most successful people, that's what they do. And they slice out 10% of that time for themselves. First, put yourself first. Because if you don't take up yourself, take good care of yourself, you know, your psychological needs, you know, and what your personality needs, nothing you do is going to work as well as you want it to. And this requires, here's, here's one other thing. This requires that you put aside an hour every week for prep time. This is called prep time. And maybe it doesn't take an hour. Maybe it takes a little less or a little bit more. But I understand prep time because as a teacher, every week you're preparing to teach the students. So we needed to come up with lesson. It was important for us to come up with, you see how I changed that? We needed to. It's it was important for us to come up with lesson plans. What am I gonna teach this week? All right, what, what subjects? All right, what do I want the kids to learn? All right, what do they need to know in order to learn that? What needs to happen in order for them to learn that? So what do I want to happen? What needs to happen for that to happen? Then how do I want them to behave? Because behavior comes in there. So once I plan that lesson, that's prep. What materials do I need? I set all that up at the beginning of the week. Look, I got so good at that, I was setting stuff up months in advance. So I had stuff set aside, all the materials I needed. And when I think of that, I think of you. You know, like this on-call thing. What if, you know, do you already have clothing set out for the on-call on emergency? What you're gonna put on, something in that bag that you can grab and go, all everything you might need. Do you have that prepared in advance? Bow, booyah, that's gonna save you 50%. Because part of the time you're doing this, you're going around grabbing, okay, what do I need? What if you prepare your emergency bag ahead of time? Wow, 